0: What God wants to do in our lives and in our churches. And uh, God uh, uses men. Not that God doesn't use the women, women have a big part to play as well in the ministry. But uh, there's something about men. You look in the Word of God, God used 12 men, 12 disciples. He used them to establish the church, He used them to uh, 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 became the apostles, became to establish what the move of God was going to do. And so, uh, really, really glad you're here this morning. We're going to, uh, you've got your Bibles, uh, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. I want to minister out of this portion of Scripture. And uh, Charles Spurgeon, great, great uh, uh, preacher, he was quoted saying this, he said, the Holy Ghost works by those who feel they would lay down their own lives for the good of others uh, and would impart to them not only their goods or their instructions, but themselves also. If by any means they might save some, or for, uh, 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 as for Elisha, for then we would see more sinners raised from their death. In, sin. in other words, what Spurgeon is saying is when a man is willing to impart of his life unto others, especially sinners sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, he says we can make an impact in a person's life. Okay. And so in doing that, I, I, I want to speak about something that is very important in people's lives, especially men's life that want to uh, do something for God. Uh, this is in the area of uh, uh, imparting. Because see, when we impart, we're going to impart something of our life to others. There is an impartation uh, that takes place. Uh, whether we believe it or not, every single person, it doesn't matter if you're uh, loud, out, outspoken and loud and, uh, and, and very assertive, or if you're quiet and shy and meek, uh, and and you... Impart to other people, God's chosen all of us, not just uh, the outgoing, but He's chosen every single one of us with our different personalities, our different qualities uh, that He's given into our life. And so, we're going to look at some of these things. And this morning, impartation is more than just giving out knowledge or giving out information. That is good. We know there's a lot out there, but for the most part, it's the area of impartation. We impart who we are. There's a lot of people that, I, I, I want to tell you, you know, they, they, they say all the right things, but their life doesn't line up with what they say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There is a power behind the words that we speak, the impartations that we that we impart to others uh, when we live according to the word of God not being perfect I'm not talking about being perfect none of us are perfect. We're, we, we're imperfect we're perfect in God's eyes only because of the blood of Jesus. but yet from day to day God is changing us from day to day we're becoming more like him and in this so we begin to look at that and so uh, so we're going to look at impartation this morning uh, and how we impart a part of our lives, into the lives of others amen so romans chapter 1 starting with verse 8 it says first i thank my god through jesus christ for you all and that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world for god is my witness whom i serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing i have made mention of you always in my prayers making request, uh, if by some means now at last that I may find a way in the will of God to come to you, for I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift uh, (coughs) so that you may be established, uh, and that is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both you and me. So here we have Paul. Here's the Apostle Paul, he's writing a letter to the Romans, Uh, there has been a a, 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 a revival that has broken out amongst the Roman people, they've been getting saved, and he says, I want to find some way, as long as it's according to God's will, I want to come to you so that I can impart a spiritual, in other words, he said, There is a dimension that I can impart into your life uh, so it would help you in what God wants to do. And this was his desire. So I want to look at this scripture this morning and and this portion uh, 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 of Paul's life. And um, I I entitled the message this morning, uh, What Am I Giving You? Because we need to ask that. Fathers, you need to ask, what am I giving to my kids? What am I imparting to my kids? Uh, Amen. Uh, 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 A boss on the job or on the job. What are we imparting? Well, I do my job. Yeah, that's good. We do our job. uh, But, I mean, no. We have relationships on the job. What do we impart? Are we just one of the guys talking dirty jokes, doing all that kind of stuff? Or do we stand as a beacon for God? because it's important that we stand and 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 we do that because we do impart into other people's lives so let's look at the ministry at the mystery of impartation the mystery of impartation this is not something you say in your mind okay I'm gonna impart you know uh, this is something that happens through relationship this is what happens uh, through being there, this is why you know uh, uh, we we have live stream and we have all this kind of stuff. But the thing is, you, you, it's hard to impart through a TV or a monitor what God wants to do in person, right. because uh, uh, impartation is the essence of what discipleship is all about. Mm-hmm. disciple You can't disciple someone over a camera. Discipleship amen is one person discipling another uh, being involved in that life so do uh, uh, we do impart to other peoples amen again here's knowledge we live in a world with knowledge uh, and of course if you have knowledge we need to have the wisdom to use that knowledge I know a lot of people they're they're brainiacs man they're smart they're intelligent (coughs) but when it comes to regular life common sense they're dumb as dirt they don't know how to apply their knowledge that they've learned into practicalities uh, this is why when I preach uh, I try to preach so it's something you can use in your life something you can use in your everyday life because if I give you knowledge and you can't use it what good is it
1: mm.
0: it doesn't do us any any any, any good uh, in that so we want to look at Uh, impartation and how this works in us helping us uh, doing the will of God in our lives. There are people who have received an impartation from you and your life and your ministry because what happens is they're getting a part of you. They're receiving a part of you (laughs) in this. It says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 2 it says, and these things thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able also to teach others. So in other words, he says, uh, when you find men that are have a willing uh, uh, spirit, have a willing, want to be teachable, these are men that you can impart into their lives. There's sometimes, well, you know what? There, there's people that sit under the same preaching. They sit under the same discipleship, but yet some get it and some don't. And the thing is, you know, Pastor Mitchell's always said, uh, 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 impartation uh, or discipleship, it is caught more than it is taught. Mm. Okay? You have to catch that. You have to be looking for that in your life. This is why it's a mystery. You don't even realize many times that you really are imparting to other people. When I was working as a mechanic, uh, and they would bring in uh, 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 these young men from St. Phillips and some of these other places where they're teaching them and training them, well, they have a hands-on part of the program where uh, dealerships would open their shops and they would put them with journeyman uh, uh, mechanics so that they can begin to teach them. Because one thing, amen, how to rebuild a uh, a motor out of a book, it's another thing to get a real motor and rebuild it. Okay, it, 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 it Very different thing. and so this is why it, the importance uh, of, of knowledge and then being able to apply it and being able to use it. And so, the, so many times we impart not even realizing it. and we do this many times even with the good and the bad. When we talk about a mystery of impartation I've known men that grew up never <coughs> knew their fathers but yet, as they grow, it turns out, maybe down the line, they get to meet their dad again. And they find out there are a lot of similarities. Amen. Because there's a, an impartation that happens through families. And this is why we pray many times against family curses. Because sometimes, you know... Uh, uh, in some families, you can see, sometimes alcoholism is prevalent in their, in that, in their family. Other ones, it may be drug abuse. Uh, other ones, it may be uh, uh, sexual perversions and all different stuff. There's all different things. Uh, and this is why we have to pray and break these family and generational curses. Uh, because these are passed on from generation to generation. Uh, and we can break that impartation. That is not a good impartation. But we can break those by the power of christ but then there's okay. the good traits that are imparted that are passed on and we look at this this is the essence again of what i'm talking about in discipleship because in discipleship it works three ways one it is given uh, another one it is shared and another one it is received when we talk about that uh, impartation is given. This is what we give others. When we see someone that they don't understand, or they don't learn, uh, or they don't uh, uh, get get the idea, we go and say, "Hey, you know what? You know, uh, I notice you know you look uh, you didn't understand what's going on." I remember we had uh, morning prayer, and this new, brand new convert had just come to church the night before, was in prayer the next morning. And they're sitting there, with, we're praying, we're just laying a hold of God, getting ready for the day. But I know they're just sitting there going like, I don't know what's going on here, man. This is weird, man. They're all speaking in this funny language and stuff. And so I went over there and I said, hey, you know, you got any questions and stuff? You're wondering what's going on? And so I begin to share what's going on and what's happening. And then I, then I say, hey, you're going to pray for the Holy Ghost. Because you know what? This is for you as well. And there and this is where the impartation comes this is where uh, uh, that essence comes when you begin to share that or you begin to give that to so, so that others can benefit from what you have we live in a world that man if you got a you got a secret or you got a, 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 a certain things amen well I'm going to keep it to myself now when we come to discipleship and the things of God man, we're to give this freely. Find men that are faithful, that are able to teach others also. We impart who we are. We impart what we are when it comes to this. Matthew 28, 19, 20. Therefore, go ye and make disciples of all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Teaching them, uh, teaching the new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, that I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Then we share when it comes to impartation. This is uh, 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 when we're with other people, when we're with our peers, when we're fellowshipping, whether we realize it or not, we're imparting to each other, just in fellowship. You know, it says in Proverbs, iron sharpens iron, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. It says there, you know, sometimes, you know, somebody says something and they're immediately, hey, wait a minute, that's kind of whack. And I don't know why you're thinking that way because that doesn't line up with the Word of God. And where iron sharpens iron, we help each other. We encourage one another. We don't down each other. We mock each other all the time. That's a different story. But putting people down, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. We're called to encourage and to lift up and to do these things. So this is why it's so important sometimes who you hang with. Because who you hang with, you're going to receive part of who they are. Yeah. Okay. This is why it's always important when you're working or you're in school or whatever it is. You, uh, uh, you know, who you hang with. If you don't make a stand for the gospel, <coughs> they're going to influence you more than you're going to influence yeah. them Okay? and so this is exactly what i'm talking about 1 corinthians 15:33 be not deceived evil companionship corrupts good morals uh, another translation says be not deceived bad company corrupts good character and so sometimes you just say well they're not that they're not that they're not bad people and we just like hanging out and stuff the <laughs> thing is they're not safe doesn't mean you can't spend some time with folks you know some family members stuff like that but when it comes down to it man there is always an impartation that happens uh, between folks amen you know? and so uh, and when it comes to impartation we have to receive it let me tell you even when you become a pastor even when you become a leader you never stop being a disciple we're Constantly, we're always learning. This is what discipleship is. It's a learner. It's someone that learns and then applies it to the kingdom of God. And so this is where the divine uh, intervention or the divine impartation comes in. It, 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 It comes through the Holy Spirit as it comes into our lives. So let's look at divine impartation. God has given us the capability of learning. God has given us the capability of receiving and enabling. You know, There's some of us, uh, you know, when I, I never realized that I uh, could be a mechanic and work on cars and fix on cars until I was a junior in high school. I took auto mechanics just because everybody was going to the votech part of the high school. They didn't want, my, uh, you know, I didn't want to stay at the regular high school. Uh, I wanted to go on with my buddies and I just said, ah, let's try auto mechanics. Amen. Found out. I really had a knack for it. Really enjoyed it. Really liked that. And so, man, I gave myself to it. I learned. I learned rapidly. And there's some of us, amen. You know, some of us, it's almost like, you know what? We've got to keep running through brick walls before we start learning. You know, we have to learn. You know, We we need the two-by-four across the forehead. (laughs) Get our attention. But if we would just say god you know what give me a teachable spirit yeah. you know, so that i can learn so that i can receive and god enabled me to do this in the old testament when they were uh, uh going to build the tabernacle the house of god god spoke to moses says i want you to pick these men he says because i've enabled them i have given i've imparted to them a gift that they can work with gold, they can work with cloth, they can work with wood and all these different metals. Uh, God has imparted this. This is the divine impartation that happens. There's the impartation that comes from God, then there's the impartation that comes from one another and that God wants to do this. And so there is a great blessing that Brings uh, 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 the, uh, uh, being open to the Spirit of God, because when you have a resistant re- spirit, you don't get things as quick. Mm. You, as a matter of fact, things that you should already have learned, you have a, you don't learn it because you're you're resisting what God wants to do, and so we have to be careful in doing that. Amen. A good example of this uh, uh, divine impartation. Here's Moses. Moses, uh, uh, they just got delivered out of Israel, out of Egypt. They're on their way to the promised land. And so he's having to deal with all the people's problems. He's the leader there. The only problem is that they're estimating uh, a, a, a medium estimate of how many people were there. There was about almost 3 million people. Can you imagine a pastor trying to counsel three million people? Day and night, every day, and it's still, in one year, he wouldn't get to everybody. And so uh, his uncle gave him some wisdom. He says, Moses, if if you keep doing this, you're going to kill yourself. He says, why don't you do this? Why don't you choose out some men? men that you trust men that love people men that are very good he says uh, and then uh, begin to use them to help you and then a little later on then god speaks to moses and said hey i want you to choose these 70 men and then he says i'm going to take the same spirit that is in you and i'm going to put it in them that's the impartation this is why when people say well i don't need a church no yes we do need a church Yeah. Because that's where God trains us and he equips us and he prepares us for what he's going to do in our lives. You know, the Lone Ranger, everybody goes, they want to be the Lone Ranger. But you know, the Lone Ranger had tunnel. You know, he got in message. He still needed somebody. Okay? And this is, the, as we look at this and see this, in the kingdom of God. Numbers 11, 16 and 17. And the Lord said to Moses, gather unto me seventy men. Now, uh, of the elders of Israel whom thou knowest to be elders of the people and officers over them and bring them unto the tabernacle of congregation and there uh, uh, they may stand and there be with you and I will come down and talk with you there and I will take uh, of the spirit which is upon you and will put it upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you that thou may bear it and not you bearing it alone in other words what he's telling Moses look these men they can handle the mild counseling they can handle the easier the lighter issues now when it comes to marriage always take that to leadership I know sometimes oh I read a book on marriage I can counsel people (laughs) yeah but are you willing to be accountable for their lives now are you willing to be accountable for their marriage now if you gave them uh, a counsel that destroys their marriage God's going to hold you accountable for that. There's something that happens that God gives a pastor. It's not this, man, we're so smart and we're so... God gives us uh, understanding because of the position and the role that God's given us. That we're able to help people when it comes to areas of their marriage. And so, but there's other things when we're talking about commitments or we're talking about different things in life, Men, you know, we have men that are able to take care of those things, not, uh, you know, you bring every little issue up to the pastor. Okay? When the church is small, man, pastor can take care of everything. But when the church begins to grow, you need men. If the church is going to grow, then the base or the foundation of the church must grow as well. You have to have men that are able to hold positions of leadership and ministry as well. So you can begin to impart down through their lives, amen. So we look at that, and through the Bible, man to man: Elisha, Elijah to Elijah, Elisha, Moses to Joshua, Jesus to the disciples, Paul to Timothy, Titus, many of the others, amen. So this is how impartation. Let's look at uh, uh, divine influencing. We know right now the big old thing about there's influencers, you know and they want to influence you on this and all this kind of stuff, but we're talking about divine, we're talking about having the same spirit, when God spoke to Moses about the 70 men, he said, I want to take the same spirit that is in you, and I'm going to put put it in them okay, he's not talking about the bad, evil spirit, <laughs> part of us, amen, our old nature he's talking about the what God is doing in our lives, he wants it to be imparted To others. Okay? So, in looking at this, amen. and, And for the purpose of this, is so that you can begin to take on greater responsibility. So you can begin to help support the ministry, the church that you're a part of. You're there to help. We're not there to be hindrances. We're not there to be, you know, to, to you know, er, er, every, everything that's going on. Well, wh- why do we do this? Why do we do that? Amen. You know what? Hey, we'll learn as we go. If it's whack and it's not right, it's, it's, it's going to be taken care of. God, God will take care of that. Amen. Because we're not, uh, when these men were anointed, these 70 men were anointed, you know, Moses didn't say, okay, you know what? Now go and do your own thing. No, they were going to represent Moses who represented God. Paul, 1 Corinthians 11, 1 says there, follow me as I follow Christ. Okay, this is where that impartation comes in. See, God puts into our life, a spirit that we can influence others uh, and we ourselves also can be influenced. We may not have all the knowledge or all the experience but we can learn some things from men that have gone through things. is yeah. why it's so important to read. Read about uh, uh, the former presidents, read about former evangelists and, and prophets and all of these things. Things they've gone through We can learn from that so that we don't have to repeat the mistakes. Because I'll tell you, we're going to carry the same spirit, whether it's good or bad. The Apostle Paul, he said, I'm going to send Timothy unto you because there's nobody that has a more like spirit or is like minded. As this brother, he says, I trust when I send him to you, it, it's as if he's an extension of me. He would tell you the same things I would tell you. And so this is what impartation is all about. Philippians 2, 19 and 20. But i trust that the lord uh, jesus to send timothy uh, shortly unto you that i may be of good comfort uh, that i may know your uh, state uh, for i have no man uh, like-minded who will naturally care for your state or for your situation in other words just as i care for you this man will care for you too okay it we impart the same vision We're imparting a goal, we're imparting a direction in which we're going. This is why we don't hop around from church to church to church because every church has a different vision. Every church has a different uh, 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 direction that they're doing. Our fellowship, we have, we're a very evangelistic fellowship. We're a part of uh, 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 discipleship. We're a part of church planting. We're a part of world evangelism. We believe we need to reach as much of the world as we can before Jesus comes back. And so we believe that. And so when we uh, uh, impart the same vision, what we're doing is we're imparting a purpose into people's lives. Proverbs 28, uh, 29 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Uh, another translation says, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraints. So in other words, if we don't have a purpose, uh, if we don't have a goal that we're aiming at, then we cast off restraint. We just do whatever. We're haphazard. We do this, or we'll do that, or we'll get involved in this. And this week we're involved in missions. This week we're involved in feeding the homeless. This week we're involved in, 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 in uh, protesting abortion. And then this week we're involved in. No, we. It, you, you know how we get rid of abortion? By getting people saved. Yeah. Not by standing in front of, of, of Planned Parenthood. Amen? It's by preaching the gospel. Amen. We make a change in people's lives in that so we look at that so it says here that where people have no vision they cast off restraint or they cast off self-control you ever seen someone that lives according to their appetites they live according to their own desires amen they're out of control they're out of control and so we and and, and this is what impartation is in our lives uh, think about it, if you can't control yourself when it comes to sin, then I have to question, okay, how do you treat your wife? How do you treat your kids? How do you treat people that you're around? Because it will affect. It will affect. It will make an impact and it won't make a good impact. Someone that's controlled by their emotions or their feelings well, I just didn't feel like getting up and going to church today. Well, you know what? We either believe God's word, which says forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, or we obey our feelings and, well, we'll just stay home. No. We're like, you know what? God says we need to be in church, especially if we're a leader, especially if there's people that look up to us. I've had it many times where people, uh, uh, visitors will come to the church and they say, Hey, how you doing? Greet them and say, Hey, you know, uh, 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 how'd you come? How'd you hear about the church? And, Oh, so-and-so invited me. I'm looking for them. And, and then they come church. Hmm. What kind of, what kind of impact do you think that'll make on them? Oh, well, it, it's not important for them to come to church. Well, I guess it's not that important to come to church. Right? If you invite somebody to come to church, you better be in church, too. You better be in church, too. Hallelujah. And so, uh, we need to understand. 1 First, First Thessalonians 4, 3-5. through 5. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, and that you should abstain from fornication. That means sleeping around with people you're not married with. Uh, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as Gentiles which know not God. Amen. Can you get me some water, please? I appreciate that. Uh, impartation. This is going to happen whether good or bad, it's going to happen. Uh, Proverbs 22:24 and 25. Make no friends with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Least you will learn his ways, and there will be a snare unto your soul. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so this is why it's important. you got to be careful. You know, I tell you, well, that we all get angry, yeah. But there's some people... They just have an angry spirit.
1: <coughs> They're
0: mad at the world. They're mad at everything. They're mad. And, and, and this is what uh, Solomon is saying. He's saying, Be careful. He says, You hang around with this person, that's going to rub off on you. So that's what impartation is. Thank you. Amen. And so, uh, in looking at that, let's look uh, fin- finally an impartation to men of God. Imparting God to others, this is what it comes down to. We want to impart <clears throat> what God has given us to other people. What we see, what we hear, what we are involved in will affect us and will affect other people. This is why a personal uh, 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 part of relationship and friendship this is in First John 1, 1 through 5. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, and what we have seen with our own eyes, and what we have looked upon, and our hands have touched concerning the word of life. It's talking obviously about Jesus. And the life was revealed. That we have seen and testified and announced to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was revealed to us. Uh, what we have seen and heard, we announce to you also, in order that you also uh, uh, may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus. And and these things uh, we write in order that our joy may be complete. And this uh, is the message in which we have heard from Him that uh, uh, and we announce Him to you. The Father uh, is light. Uh, and there is no darkness in him. So what Paul is speaking about here in our scripture, it's at verse 11. Let me get that again here. And in verse 11, he says there, I long to see you that I might impart some spiritual gift so that you may be established. In other words, what he said, you know what, God has given me some things uh, that can help you. And I want to impart that i want to give that to a spiritual gift that in that sense and so what it is here is because we want to see people make it yeah we want to see people live for god this is why one of the things you have to be very careful when it comes to discipleship jealousy or competition can begin to creep in there a brother gets up and pulls an altar call and does a really good job and pastor says, man, this man did a really good job. Sometimes we sit there and say, yeah, but if he only knew he wasn't all that perfect and he wasn't all that. We need to rejoice with our brother. Amen. Amen. Oh, we need to yeah. be glad. Hey, praise God, you know? And and uh, because the next time we get up, do you, you want to get up and be preaching and then someone's sitting back there going, "Ah, right, look at this guy. <laughs> No, we need to be backing each other up. Yeah, yeah. We need to be lifting each other up and helping each other in that place. Because uh, uh, and, and, uh, we want to impart good in every area of our life. Amen. If you have a good marriage, you're going to impart that to other couples. <clears throat> you uh, Raising your kids well, you're going to impart that to others. I always tell people, hey, you want to know how to take care of your kids? Look at the families that their kids are well behaved. Look at their kids that are and go ask them questions. Hey, what did you do in this situation? What did you do? Learn from them. Learn from them. Okay? And, and, and this will really help you uh, in that sense. The Greek word for the word impartation is meta diomain. Om, om, Dami, amen, something like that, amen. And it says to give over, to share, to give or to impart. In the Strong's, it says to give a share of. In the Young's Concordance, it says to share in association with anyone, to impart, to communicate. Bullinger's uh, commentary says this, to communicate or to inform, give information to relate <coughs> To give or to bestow something upon someone. Colin's uh, commentary says, other words, we can use to help, to bring a clearer meaning, to transmit, to pass on, to transfer. This is what impartation is. God has blessed me. I want to transfer the blessing to the next person as well. Okay. And so we look at that. Again, remember impartation is not just knowledge or information it's it's sharing what we are who we are because I'll tell you right now <coughs> many times <coughs> many times it's not what you say it's who you are it's what you're going to impart <coughs> so and understand that hosea chapter 4 verse 6. It says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. He says, and I also will reject you from being priests priest for me. He says, because you have forgotten the law of your God and I will also forget your children. In other words, uh, God says, uh, if you don't follow after me, you're going to impart yourself to your kids. And not only will you be lost, he says, your kids will be lost too. Uh, so this is very important. So the Hebrew word for the word knowledge right here in in, uh, uh, Hosea, that word means to know. And it doesn't just mean knowledge to know. It's knowledge to apply to a situation you're involved in. So in other words, God says, I've given you knowledge so that you can live a better life. I've given you knowledge so you know how to deal with situations in your life. When they uh, 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 Moses and all the people left uh, Egypt, they came to an area. There was no water. They were in the desert, but it was a, uh, these were called the waters of Mara, or in other words, there were bitter waters. They're poisonous. If you drink it, you die. Moses uh, prayed, and God told him what to do. He said, "Grab this tree over here. Grab it. Throw it into the water, and then the waters were made sweet." God gave him knowledge. To apply to the situation. This is exactly what it's talking about here. And so we close with this. It's one generation passing it on to the next generation. There's a good book called uh, Master Plan of Evangelism. Pastor Mitchell, when he first read this book, Pastor Mitchell was sold for all. He said, this is what we need to do. We need to di- disciple men. The only problem is a man that wrote it never did it. He had the knowledge. He had all the wisdom in that, but he never decided. Pastor Mitchell took this knowledge and applied it. And so this is what he, uh, 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 this is Robert E. Coleman, when he said in this book, these principles, the first thing is you select. If Jesus selected the 12, Luke 6, 13, then there's association. The principle of association is being together. This means you do spend some time. We're spending time together here. A lot of times people just think about it. Oh, I need to hang out with Pastor, He's got to be my buddy. Okay, no, no. There is some of that. But for the most part, it's talking about this association. Jesus spent time with the 12. But then he spent time with Peter, James, and John. Then There's times he spent time with just Peter. And then there's times he just spent time. And so this is how that works. And then the next uh, uh, one was consecration. The principle of consecration is one of obedience. This is uh, where we learn to be obedient to God's word. Because sometimes our obedience helps other people become obedient. And then impartation. This is giving of God's spirit that is in our lives, amen, imparting it to other men that they can do ministry. And so Jesus said he sent them out two by two into the neighboring villages, and they begin to preach, and they begin to heal, and they begin to set people free. Okay. Then there's demonstration. In other <coughs> words, Jesus modeled the kingdom of God. He showed them how to live. He showed them how to carry themselves. This doesn't mean we get a robe, grow a beard and long hair and walk around, you know. This is a wrong picture, I think, of how Jesus was. Amen. And so he he uh, demonstrated the kingdom of God. Then delegation. He learned to delegate to other men. See, it's so easy for us, especially as a mechanic, when you're training someone, amen, you're kind of like, just move, let me do it. But how are they going to learn We've got to let them fail because they'll learn from those fail. Because if they fail here in the, where they are being watched and they can be corrected, then when they're out there, they go, Oh, I remember I did it that way. That didn't work. So. This is the way I need to do it. Okay. So this is what we're looking at. And then, of course, there is the last one is supervision. <laughs> this is where we keep disciples accountable. We have to stay accountable to each other. This is what helps us do the right thing. This is what helps us stay on the right track, on the right trail. We need friends. We need someone that we can uh, confide with to say, man, you know, I'm really struggling. I'm being tempted. I mean, you've got people you can call. You can pray with each other. You, can, you know, someone that's not going to blab it to everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay? You, you, you say something to someone, and man, everybody knows about it. When I go, well, here's someone. I can't share Confidential stuff. But you'll find that one or two or three people that, man, you really click and you can talk to them about what's going on on the inside. You allow them to ask some of the hard questions. Like, how are you doing? Hey, have you been looking at any pornography? Hey, you have been da-da-da-da? And then the last question will be, did you lie to me? Okay, (laughs) 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 But you allow people in Your life, not you're not going to have 20, 30, 40, 50 people, amen. But you'll have those few that men that really will help you, and and they're there. You're there for each other. Actually, there was a disgruntled uh, in early America. There was one man that complained to Benjamin Franklin. He said, "And where is all this happiness uh, that the Constitution was supposed to guarantee me?" And it said that Benjamin Franklin had supposedly responded this way. He said, the Constitution only guarantees the American people the right to pursue happiness. You have to catch it for yourself. But well, it it's the same thing with impartation. Well, I'm in church. I'm in the discipleships. I'm in the service. I hear the big Hey, yeah, but I'm giving you what you need. It's up to you to catch it for yourself, to catch it for yourself in that. So I I, uh, so I so close with this, amen. You have to catch it for yourself. Pastor Mitchell, my pastor, uh, Wayman Mitchell, he said this, discipleship is not taught. Discipleship is caught. Mm. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer for just a moment. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your throne. God, we want to pray right now. If there's somebody here this morning, if you're not saved, Or you're not right with God. And uh, and I'm not talking that you've been tempted. I'm talking about you giving in to sin. You've fallen into sin. Amen. As our heads are bowed. No one's looking around. You lift your hand. to say, Pastor, that's me. Pastor, that's me. Okay. Okay. I see that hand. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. I see that. Yes, yes. I do. I see that. Yes, yes. Okay. And to repeat after me, I want to say, Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. I come before you right now a sinner. God, forgive me for giving in to sin, or giving in to temptation. God, I know that I need to repent. I want to turn away from it. I don't want to be a, a sinner. Lord God, I receive you back into my life. Cleanse me by your blood. Be my Lord, my Savior. Help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And what I want to do, I want to open it up for a few minutes. <laughs> if you have some questions or uh, uh, pertaining to what we're talking about this morning, you're more than welcome to we have a microphone. Amen. And we're going to uh, see that. Uh,
2: you know, it, it, it's crazy how impartation is so strong, you know, we, we can talk about it from a dynamic as a ship, discipleship, but at work, you know, even in the world you see it, you know, yeah. uh, I, I have the privilege to be a foreman at work, and my work ethic, I, I see that imparted to people in my crew, yeah. as opposed to other foremen, I they see they're very lax, or, you know, they're, they're not always on top of their stuff, and you'll see, those are the crews that are falling behind and then you see the new guys that come in and work with them they don't learn a lot of new things because they got them doing all the errand running yeah and yes i know that's what they do but when i get a new guy i want to be able to impart them to them and show them that this is how you do it someone's not going to show you how to do it they're going to see that you're not good with your tools and get out of there go get this go get that and and it's so easy to just not be able to share what you've been taught because at the end of the day something's being imparted to us it's not only for our benefit, but for us to share with others. But when you take it and you apply it into the, into the church, right, to discipleship, it's like my pastor made that very evident with us as disciples, imparting everything into us that he has learned, everything that's been imparted into him and everything that he's picked up outside of that, right, and then turn around and put it into us and then us looking to duplicate that with the men in our church. Yes. It's a powerful thing, and being able to share that, I got to share that with the man and our job site, he works for a general contractor, he's supposedly a Christian. He was talking about the difference between him and his twin brother, his children and his children, how they're completely different. And I begin to speak to him about impartation. And as I'm telling him, he's like this whole revelation, you know, but suppose he's been saved for 30 something odd years, you know. had no idea of impartation, the power behind it and how that changes the dynamic. Impartation is powerful and it's
0: important. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Impartation has been a life-changing thing for me, uh, being in the church. You know, my wife and I, we came into the church about a year ago, and we had a lot of church background, but we didn't have no impartation in our lives. And I remember when we first came in, I would always hear that word from my pastor, impartation, impart this, impart that. You know, and at first, I felt like that guy he was talking about, where, you know, now a lot of churches talk about impartation, the yeah. discipleship part. You know, and now having one year uh, under the belt, you know, I, I see how my life has changed. My marriage has been changed. Amen. My marriage is in a place it's never <clears throat> been before. In fact, when we came in, we were in the brink of divorce. You know, now I'm able to lead in love, and I can only credit that through the impartation that has happened, uh, through the discipleship that has happened. You know, and so a lot of the changes that uh, I've seen happen in my life very recently, it all comes through the impartation. And at first, it wasn't easy. At first, I, I, I would fight some things in my heart. You know. And the moment that God broke me down, the moment my heart was yeah. softened, that's when I started to begin to see the breakthrough happening. You know, and I I always say uh, say this now
0: in just one year so much has happened. How much more in five and ten and for forever, forever? Yes. You
3: know, so um, there's a lot to look forward to, and, and I'm grateful for all the impartation that in our whole fellowship. You know. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely, because we. What we see a lot is, and I tell a lot of them in this all the time: watch what Amanda's right and do it. Watch what Amanda's wrong and avoid it. And uh, and and so sometimes some, some people can uh, uh, have a different idea about stuff and say, well, well, that doesn't line up with the Bible, so I'm going to reject that. I'm not going to receive that spirit, you know, because I don't want that to be imparted to me. I'm going to reject that. And so it's important. And yeah. Total, total
1: different. men. Uh, we had someone over here first. men, John. <clears throat> well, I like uh, to keep this within the uh, fellowship, but the uh, my, there's a situation at work where there was this guy that we that that was hired. He's a young guy, but he he says that he wants to learn, but he's working the system by which is that if he if he can find if he can get hurt he can utilize the system and, get, uh, and file a disability claim. I have a heart for this guy and I try to tell him, okay, okay this is how you do it, he'll do something, but on purpose I think he kind of messes up. I don't want to write the guy up, uh, me, I want to write the guy off because no one's a writer. And I have a heart for this guy, I keep, do I just keep praying for him or...? Yeah,
0: uh, in that sense you know you're, you're, you're talking about uh, an employee and uh, if you're doing things on purpose and stuff like that, I would mention it to the supervisor, and I'd just say, hey, you know what, I'm noticing this. You might want to keep an eye on it, see what, what, what you want to do about it. You know, I wouldn't try to fix the whole thing. You just keep doing what you do, teaching them the way you're teaching them. And, you know, you, and sometimes you have to document what you're doing so to, to cover yourself and so, because we can't change people, if men don't want to learn, no matter how much you try, they're just not—they're not, not going to do it. They're not going to get
1: it. So, if it's in the world, the same as in the uh, fellowship, uh, whatever you're trying to. Do part. Pretty much, yes. Thank you. Yes. Amen. You kind of answered my question right there. The last part. My my thing was, like you said, Pastor Ben, and I've I've heard it many times before. Like Pastor Lewis would tell us, that you have two men hearing the same preaching, hearing everything, and talking about impartation, because as a pastor, you, I understand the revelation of what you've done, Pastor Luis, Pastor Luis with, with us, like what Pastor Camilo was saying, and it's powerful because it's like you find this pro great price, and as a pastor, you're trying to you know, impart that into the men, but do you think it's a, or what is it you think it is that we're meant to hear it, and they just kind of just don't want it. What leads what is it behind is it a lack of revelation? Because as a pastor, as you're praying for your church individual, you you know, you think like God, what is it? Is it a lack of revelation that they although like what Pastor Camilo said, 30 years being saved and then they just hear it, is it lack of revelation? Is it secret sin? Is it like what is it, or how can you over that hurdle, so they're able to receive. you something know, you get stuck in that place where it's like, what is it like? Why is it that this person's taking off, yet this person's stagnant with, like you said, all this knowledge? And I think it's a scripture in Ephesians that says, "Ever always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of truth." Yeah, and, and,
0: and that's just it. You learn to use the men that want to be used and you just shelf put the guys on the shelf you don't ignore them you don't but you can't use men that don't want to be used you know what i'm saying if they're not learning if they're not getting it you know uh, there's some guys you're teaching them the same thing over and over and over it's like one man that uh he kept getting looked over for promotion on his job he'd been working at this factory for 20 years and he went to the foreman and finally he said hey you know i've been working here for 20 years and, and and uh man I, I'm being passed up for promotion every year. I'm being passed up, being passed up. I got twenty years of experience. And the guy says, No. He says, You got one year of experience twenty times. In other words, the guy just wasn't learning, he wasn't getting it before he didn't want to get it. He just wants to skate through and he just thinks, Well time, you know, I'm just gonna get my you know, but it doesn't happen. And the thing is you have to learn, it's hard. You see men with potential. Yes. yes. But you can't yeah. make them use them, uh, mm. use them, yeah. and so you use the men that want to be used. And sometimes, you know, you 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 get uh, mm. they'll call and say they'll, they'll say, hey, "Well, you're unfair. You're using this guy all the time. You're not even well. You haven't made yourself available. If you haven't made yourself available, how can they use you? I may want to be in ministry, but they don't want to follow ministry standards. Mm. Okay, you, you 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 want to be in ministry? We have standards that I. There's responsibility I expect from you, because you expect those from me, you know. And so, hey, you're willing to do that, hey, I'm willing to use you. I'm willing to teach you. I'm willing to let, raise you up in the things of God needs. So, yes, you're very good. Anybody else? Comment or question? Rebuttal? No. <laughs> Abel. Um, yes, yeah, so I just uh, have more <coughs> uh,
2: comments. Uh, uh, is it turned up? yeah, my my life yeah. is kind of uh yeah. hit rock bottom. Uh, marriage, uh, children, just everything. Yeah. And um, you know, this uh revival this past week, especially uh the evangelist uh, Bowen. You know, something changed in me. and uh you know, I'm grateful that God met me. Yes. Because uh, it's definitely changed a lot of things in my heart, and I'm starting to to realize how to, to accept God and learn. Yes. Uh, the values and morals that
0: I wasn't moved by. Yeah. You know. So uh, kudos to you, man. Amen. And, uh, thanks for sharing that. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Because that that's where it comes in. You know, I I was saved a year before I came into the fellowship. And I went to a bunch of different churches, and they're they're into hype and getting you excited and all oh, doing all this stuff, amen. But to live clean and live holy and live righteous, that wasn't important to them. As long as you come to church and you get all hyped up, amen. You know, rah rah rah. But man, you you backslide by the time you get to your car and before you open the front door of the car, you're already, you know. And so, and so that's very true. And when I came to the fellowship, I realized, okay, you know what. They live what they preach. They're not perfect, but they live what they preach, and so and that's the important part of embarkation in discipleship. Very good, very good. Anyone else I had a comment? It's just a comment. More like a, an encouragement to, especially Pastor Joseph. So I recently came back to the fellowship. Well, how he was saying like some people don't get it, and I know it might be discouraging to young pastors, man. But like with Pastor Luis, in part, I mean years back. I was able to draw from the spiritual bank years afterward. Oh yeah. So I just encourage you guys, man. That the impartation doesn't fall in dead years; doesn't fall, and, doesn't fall and, and you know, on, on bad soil. Eventually, some guys like us, we just get it a little slower, but praise God, man, we get it. That revelation comes, where we need it, you know. And yeah. I just want to tell y'all, man, I encourage you guys that. we y'all doing, man? The Lord God is awesome, man. So. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, there's like people have wealth of knowledge. They have it there. But it's stagnant. And when we finally realize, you know, I can start using this, it can really start helping me. And so, yes, amen. Very good, very good. Anyone else? No? Okay, let's all stand together. Amen. We're going to dismiss. Thank you again.